Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is Bunch of Gamers. This is our 123rd episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. Converging threads. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. Hi, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, speaks in sweet whispers. He is a theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi, my name is George. I am playing William Grows Matrices. He is a foster and Arun of the Glasswalkers. Last time, the packs split up with Dimitri and William heading to Minnesota to discover what had happened to the fallen sept of the Winterfang, its kin, and the paper mill, and compose a song for the next moot for his rank challenge. Kyle guards the low, infiltrates the right-wing organization, the Sons of the Flag, in an attempt to try and make them do community good, and have the leader sponsor a refugee for his Athro challenge. And finally, Cora Two Hearts and Mark Guides the Fallen go with Storm Chaser to the Get of Fenris Sept in Yellowstone National Park to get information on how to, to cleanse the Iron Hammer that was collected at the Hive in Cripple Creek. Several days have passed, but now we must rewind the clock as we look at what Zeb Speaks in Sweet Whispers plans to do. Zeb, you are at the Sept of the Sacred Stone on June 8th. The moot has come to a close, and your right of rank, or your rank challenge is now in full swing as Cora, Kyle, Dimitri, William, and all start going in their own separate directions. All right, there are really two main things I want to do. Uh, the first one is just getting more information on the cup of joining. I talked to Silver Scribe, uh, okay. Galliard of the Mountain Guard, and then if there are any Strider kin here at the moment, um, I would talk to them. So those would be the two avenues of information that I'd look at. And then it's going to be approaching um, Metis Cubs, perhaps born under my phase of the moon, the Theurge phase of the moon, to assist me in, in, in the two rites of summoning I want to perform. Okay. Oh, yeah, you'll, you find Silver Scribe first. Am I interrupting you? Uh, no, no. How can I help? Briefly looking for stories, and you seem to be a good person to start with. You heard the challenge. The cup of joining, I've heard about it, but even starting to look for leads, maybe you've heard something, something past you, or at least a song that maybe says where it was lost first. I believe that the songs say that the Cup of Joining stayed with the tribes for many moons, though sometimes the glyphs indicate also many ages. It depends on how one reads and the emotions one wants to evoke during a moot. Then the story goes on about how it passes over the Sea of Sands and into the lands of plenty where the rivers the rivers come and sing Gaia's bounty. The last known Garu to 
hold the cup was a child of Gaia, I'm told, before they passed, and this was at some point in Mesopotamia. From there, the cup was lost, and tales claimed that others had seen it in the United Kingdom sometime in the 11th century, held by a silent strider. That silent strider was said to speak an ancient tale of how they found it and how they were on the run. The silent strider also carried an ancient prophecy those days, though that prophecy was likely lost to time. And then, of course, it vanished again. But that goes to what they say, many of the tales say about the lost things, right? If something is lost for long enough, it is occasion. It is usually found in the abyss. I could see how the tales would go between thousands of years to evoke entire despair, or just a few hundred to give enough hope to find it. Yep. All right. Thank you very much for your help, Silver Scribe. Of course. Good luck to you as well. An ancient item that would be well on the way to mending things. It would indeed. It's a good one. I expected no less. All right, and I'll go seek any if Winds of the Ashen Dead or Final Scales or any any Striders I know that have popped into town. If not, um, I'm gonna take the lead that going into the Umbra, probably someplace nasty is gonna be next, and I'll do my summonings uh, and, and preparation therein. Okay, uh, it, Winds of the Ashen Dead is still here. Okay. He was going to leave tonight when the Moon Bridge opened. I will go and find him. Am I interrupting you, Kin? Not at all. Please, have a seat. I'm undertaking a journey myself, and maybe even for once I can give you a little bit of information before I ask you for some. Oh. Although you might well be the source of what I've heard. <laughs> something about the first Ronin on the move. But I feel like this might have come from you, and I'm only repeating something you've already heard. That is uh, some information I have heard as well, yes. <laughs> always. Well... You've always one up to me. You're better. You're better at getting in the road than I am, and have been for some time. Well, then I'm in. My, I'm in debt to you once again with this question. I don't know if you heard the challenge. I'm off to look for something we lost a very long time ago. The cup of joining. Damn good challenge. The leads that I've gotten from one of the galliards I spoke to was well, seen in Mesopotamia in the old world. Seen in the United Kingdom, possibly, but again, over a thousand years have passed. The likely lead might very well be the Abyss. I don't know if you've heard a whisper of anything. It's been a heck of a long time since I've heard it mentioned at all. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about it, though I have been hearing other things as well, though I've been keeping it under wraps because it is for us and our tribe. Look around. Is it the time, or would you prefer another time? Now is as fine as ever. The prophecies of Simon Abd al-Hakim have been surfacing amongst the tribe again. The orb of the worm opens in the heavens, and madness shall rule the skies. A rain of terror shall fall in drops of fire and ice, like tears from an ever-weeping eye. That's supposed to be the worm manifest, isn't it? Who knows? I assume so, but they've 
been coming, and one says that the Great Thurge had even shown up in his dreams, Simon passing just last year, which is also unusual given our inability to form ancestor spirits. Yeah, there's nowhere to there's nowhere to go. I find that more concerning than maybe even the first part. Well, I'll keep a lookout to the heavens. Good journey to you. I hope I find something I can actually share with you for once that isn't just a circle. <laughs> Good luck to you. Perhaps you'll be able to find something great and share with me to share across the nation. I hope so. You're a good messenger. I'll see you soon. And so you pass into the Umbra. I already kind of wrote out the ritual that I'm going to, or my plan for the ritual here. So there are two spirits that I want to, that I want to summon. The first one being a twice born. So what I would have done was just really waited as we put out mice to be eaten by owls in the area to wait for one to be consumed as part of that ritual to then kind of wait that out and as i wait that out it would really be me reciting lore and things that i know since part of that is the reborn mouse spirit has new knowledge granted by owl okay and then second ritual will be me grabbing two of the cubs i know they can't pass into the umbra yet right so i will likely have my interaction with them to be the thing that i attract that the, you know that the uh the the misshapen spirit to and okay. then go back and do that as a separate summoning Okay. All right. So then, yeah, the first one, it'll be a lot of waiting and recitation. And then I will, during that time, make my make my summoning roll here. Yep. So you make your summoning roll. The ritual doesn't get finished till about midnight. Sure. As you call out, could I get, a, get your roll, please? Is there any reduction here for the time spent in the ritual? Uh, we'll drop the difficulty by... One, because I think that brings you down to three. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, Fair enough. Fair enough. All and right. you can't go below three. Fair enough. And so the spirit arrives immediately, though the spirit doesn't seem to have any particular favor or disfavor to you. We'll give it a gnosis of, you know, in the shape of some crumbs and, and things to eat. There now. That wasn't so bad. Think of all the things you've learned now from Great Owl. We are kin, and I need your help with me. There's something very important I want to look for, and I want it to be a story that gets told about you, if you'll come with me. The eyes gleam as it twitches and nibbles at the gnosis provided. What kind of things? I am looking for something long lost, a very important item that brought people together. They shared wisdom and they worked together. It'd be very important if we found it, and I think many tales might be told about you. What is your name, anyway, Ken? The Final Pellet. Tales told about you, Final Pellet, on this great quest that we undertook to find something very important, not only to Owl, but to many spirits out here. There's one other kin I must bring, and the three of us can set out soon. What will you t- tell me? I require secrets and safety. Will you defend me with your life while we go on this journey? The little skeleton Absolutely. mouse asks. Absolutely. I must. I couldn't let harm come to you. If anything should happen, I would still keep my promise of telling the story about you, but free you so you could be away from me 
and safe. Guys, Gleam. Very well. And the secret? I will tell you a secret about our kin. Since we are kin of Owl, we are all together. There is a dark prophecy that has been told again of a gleaming eye that will open and bring great destruction and madness. It's been foretold for some time and rumored, but now more than ever, people are beginning to believe it shall happen soon. But again, Ken, that is a secret for us and only us. It nods before crawling onto your shoulder. All right. And then the last one, Keegan, will be me finding, well, it's midnight, right? So I think there'll be a little bit of rest. And with, with you know, when I go to do it with approval from the Den Father, to grab a couple of the, the cubs to talk to them and, and have them help me just for a little bit. Okay, as you arrive in the still makeshift den father is Stephen Town Hall. As he is sitting by the dens in hispo form, looking less than happy. Stephen, I have uh, three bags of chocolate chip cookies. I can take a couple cubs off your hand and maybe occupy them for a short period of time. As the big hispo looks at you, takes a deep breath. As he shifts into his hominid form, that that would be great. Yeah, how many are you taking? You want to take uh, all of them? They tried to eat me once, Stephen. If there's a couple that are theurgy, <laughs> that are destined to become theurgers, fine. If not, I won't be pickier and ass about it. Yeah, I, I think can maybe hold three or four before uh, they start eating my limbs. <sighs> okay. Yeah, there's there's a couple born under the crescent moon. I can take a couple others to again not be a dick. Anything I can do to help you out. Yeah, okay. As he goes in, you see him shift into Krynos. You. 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 And you. As he flings his finger back. Alright, your not sandwich here wants to talk to you. And if there's any trouble at all, we'll have a nice long talk. Won't we? As he looks at one. And gives a glare. Zeb, you realize that was the one that tackled Kyle before the moot? Okay. And was very, very angry about hearing about portions of the of the litany that he received. Okay. And if you're all good, really good, I'll show you the best hiding places in Krynos form, and then we'll make a call on 911. And when authorities show up, I'll show you how to properly deal with authorities. Wouldn't that be fun? Some of us want fun, children. As they all look at each other in absolute confusion. He really knows how to have fun. As they nod slowly as he, as Steven shifts back into his hispo form and sits. Alright, you four. Come on. As the four begin to follow. And we'll just go find some place quiet to sit. Okay. What are your names? My name is Bites Weakness. The next one? Sees the Screaming. The third one? Witness of the Eye. I like that one. And the last one goes... Whippoorwill's Song. Double like repeat them to himself, just as if you, you you didn't want to forget their names. Who of you were born under the Crescent Moon? All raise their hand except Whippoorwill's Song. What about you, Whippoorwill's song? The Gibbous Moon. Well, worthwhile to hear it anyway. I need your help, actually. For the help of you four, I have something. Something very important. 
something that I traded a prized possession of mine. I gave up the honest ombre punch card to Burrito Gong to trade in for an incredible amount of Cunning Carlos's chewy chocolate chip cookies. And I do not believe that any of you have ever had this before. So I'm going to impart upon you a small joy and a little bit of wisdom, and you can tell me what you've learned. So Zebel, hand out some cookies to start. Okay. Theo just do two things. One is tend to spirits. Some are jerks, some are nice, and a lot of them are extremely frustrating. You're expected to get answers quickly. And he'll hand out more because I'm sure they're going to like devour these rapidly. He'll hand out some more. Sometimes you can't get things quickly. Sometimes you take time. And sometimes you do things that are hard. There's a second though. And it's why you four, all of you are important to me. And that's because a lot of bad shit happens to people. A lot of bad things happen to people. And we have to look out for folks. Because bad things take a toll on them. And they stay and do things that don't help at all and instead they lash out because they know they can and it's tough because you have to make sure the spirits are happy that we take care of our land and what we do but also then make sure that our warriors aren't near Hirano that they haven't perhaps given in to darker desires and temptations and go it's a lot to do he'll hand out more cookies but it makes you four important to me because there are more of those born under my auspice now that are far better looking than I am one starts raising raising their hands yeah raises his hand Shit, why why should we shepherd them? Why can't we just let them deal with their shit because they're so fucking weak? You look over his shoulder and the swear words, every swear word brings a slight smile to Steven's hispo lips as he is slightly listening in. There's two things for real, right? Warriors have to be strong. It's expected, right? We have to be strong. It's why you go through training with the Den Father. Well, with Steven Town Hall who has taken on this mighty honor to make sure you are all okay it's not about giving giving way to weakness is a surefire way to get killed and it's not about your friends doing it it's about going out there in the fight and getting killed that way we all have to stay strong bloodwind will tell you that steven will tell you that it's about looking out for folks that have been in the fight for a very long time it's about doing your duty and also being strong because there are still ways to exploit warriors they don't even know it and again there's the line. I know you've learned the litany. I think that's why I've heard this now, too. We still look out for them, especially if they're in our pack, in our tribe, our friends. We still do. It's not a matter of personal failing and weakness. It's about making sure that they're ready to continue the fight for Gaia and to stop the worm. As they nod. They'll give out more cookies. And it's about doing things like this, too, because only so many broken bones and screaming and beatings will get anything out of anybody. Now, tell me more. That's a good question. It's not a bad one. What else? What it, like? And, and again, I won't put you on the spot, Keegan, but that's part of the ritual that Zeb's going to do here okay. is an exchange between these four and him to yes. show not only like nurturing, caring, like giving real answers, and then going off to do the summoning. Okay, as you get some very um, unempathetic questions, uh, specifically around humans and kinfolk, that would chill the blood of anyone who listened and if it was any other garu they would likely have lashed out to show the lesson of that kind of thinking but you give your best answer as you go back and forth back and forth and so now they are mostly satisfied and return to good old den father steven as he looks at you and he gives an approving nod 
and goes, You wanna, you wanna take the disposition next, next loot? Uh, I'm cursed in many ways, Steven. It so happens I'm cursed in that way, too. <sighs> I think someone will step up, but you're doing a damn fine job. Thanks. Gotta look out for him, and I've gotten into one too many fights. As you do see, like, a big old battle scar on his side. We need you, Steven. In more ways than one. Alright, now you can do your summoning roll. Alright. As you see the spirit arrive, and arrive quickly. As the horrifying spirit is a whirlwind of colors, fur, scales, and vaguely Krinos-like shape. I had heard the conversation with the children. I was hoping you had, and I'm glad you're here. And I'll present a gnosis to it also. My friend, and he'll point, my kin, I'll po he'll point to the, to the, the twiceborn. And I, and hopefully you, if you'd like, if you would be willing, intend to go out and seek a great item far out in the Umbra in the spirit of cooperation to recover this object. I wanted to choose two that I felt stories should be told about. What is your name? My name is Twisting Flesh. Oh, Twisting Flesh, you, me, and the final pellet here. I hope to go out and find this. I pledge that I would protect you both. I would dismiss you should it come any risk to your destruction and pledge myself to protect you at all costs. I also share, should we succeed, your names as part of this story and this tale told of three that went out and recovered something long lost. If you would join. I will gladly join. Then we will come together and set out, Keegan. As you set out and you travel for a few days, meanwhile, back in Minnesota, You've got Dimitri and William. What are you guys' plans after the the day, so to speak, with the Kin family? Go talk to the Davies, and like I guess while we're talking to them, we'll see if what what we can find out about the Sawyers. Okay. As you arrive and you get to the house, and as you knock, uh, an older gentleman, mildly portly, with. Uh, graying highlights in his beard answers as he looks you over and goes can i help you as he he looks at dimitri and you see kind of a flicker of familiarity but he's not quite sure hi i'm dimitri this is my friend william here i was wondering if we could if we could talk to maybe marlin and eleanor or noah uh, I, so, I used to live in the area a few years back. Gotcha. Well, Eleanor lives here. She's my wife. If you're looking for her her brother, though, you know, that's just a whole... Marlin's a couple miles out of town, and Noah's the next town over oh, with gotcha. his husband. Is, is, is Eleanor home? She is. She is. Uh, she's on the computer right now. And your name was again? Uh, Dimitri. As you see him, like, trying to get the, the wheels to turn, clearly going, You lived here, you said? Have, have we met? Yeah, I, I used to live here about three, four years back. I uh, used to work at one of the mechanic shops in town. Okay. Yeah, come on in. Mechanic, huh? Uh, which mechanic? I guess 
you working at Heinrichs now, if you're moving uh, back. No, not, uh, no not, not Heinrichs right now. I used to work at uh, old Virgil's place. Are you, as you see him, like, m- mimic a... Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I see. Uh, sorry, uh, noble relative. Come on in. Come on in. Stag guide you. And Dimitri will, will step in and say, oh, no need to apologize. You come in, you see a woman of... Uh, a middle-aged woman with reddish-brown hair that is starting to go silver. You see the wear and tear of stress on her face as she is typing away on the computer. She looks up and goes, Dimitri? Me, in the flesh. I thought everyone died. No, I... I survived. I... I'm the only one that made it out besides some... some other kinfolk. I'm back in town for a little bit well come on have a seat see uh sorry i'm just i'm just looking for jobs right now uh grant lost his job with the the rangers they they've been doing budget cuts since that damn paper mill has been offering to put their own resources to defending public lands the state has taken them up on it and cut uh, cut a couple jobs to the the national forest. I'm really sorry to hear that. That's actually part of the reason why me and my friend William here are here. I'm trying to check in on the people that uh, accidentally got left behind after what happened, and I wanted to check in and see how you were doing. I've I've talked I've talked to the the Sloan family already. Oh yeah, good. To, I haven't heard from them in months. Yeah, they're they're hanging in there. It's it hasn't been easy though, and it sounds like you're going through s- similar stuff that they are. Yeah, Marlin's gonna have is having a heart attack right now. Uh, how how are your your brothers doing? I uh... Marlin, uh, Marlin's like I said, he's struggling. His the convenience store he was working at shut down. They couldn't compete with Heinrichs, so he's been trying to find work. Doesn't that doesn't involve the paper mill, though? That's causing him to clash with his son Clark. Uh, they never let Clark know what we are, and I heard Marlin and Clark fell out because Clark married a non-kin woman, and Marlin was trying to protect the family lineage in, well, the worst way possible. And because Clark doesn't know, Clark works at the paper mill right now. And so he doesn't know that the paper mill that killed one of his uncles is just running hunky-dory and he's helping them out and profiting on the blood of his relatives. Well, unfortunately, I, I don't think I can fault him for doing something that he doesn't know is doing harm sure but he does know it's doing harm like he sees the town the town everyone either works at the damn paper mill or all the local businesses shut down he's helping him fucking do it he just wants money to get out of this town and get away from his and i quote hick relatives then might i suggest bringing him into the fold letting him know what's going on it's about time that he's learned his legacy and his family And, and 
we can possibly do that now that you're here, but how are we going to tell him without just looking crazy and having no Garu relatives as proof? Well, then let's start working on bringing him into the fold and getting your family back into better stability of life. Sure, we got to get him out of that paper mill first, though. If he's in the know, I don't want him taken by them. And Noah's doing fine. Him and his husband, Frank, have adopted a, a girl who was uh, from the system. She's apparently kin as well. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, Dimitri will pause for a moment and say, Well, we, we offered the, the Sloans an offer, and you know, we might as well offer to do the same. But, well, me and William, we, are, we came from Colorado. We live over in... Colorado Springs. The the cost of living is higher over there, but we do have the means to possibly relocate you and the family once we bring okay. Clark into the know. Okay, uh, we still have we still haven't brought Connie and Sabrina into the know, but they're in school. Terry and Matthew just moved out of town. I can try and call them later tonight to see if they. They have an opportunity to leave, too. They just left. They're not near any Karen, near anything. They just they don't want anything left to do with the family, it sounds like. But if there's a hope of a place to go and a place they know of to go, then I could at least tell them, right? Yeah, you can at least tell them. And it's weird. I, I want to at least extend the offer to help. You know, if, they, if they don't want to, to be close to family, we, we can't force them. Sure, sure. As the telephone starts ringing, she goes, Grant, could you? And he's like, yeah. Goes off. No, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, what else do you want to know? What, like, what brought you back? Like I said, I thought everyone was dead. Did anyone else live? Is my brother alive? And he just, he's just been hiding to protect us? And Dimitri will pause and say, I'm, I'm very sorry, but I, I'm the only, only Garu survivor. As you see the hope lift and then just fade and dissipate i see if it's if it's any consolation i we did perform the rites to put his spirit to rest kind of shakes and she puts her hand like she taps you on your knee and she goes and her voice sounds incredibly hollow thank you dimitri as for why we're here it's part of a a quest that i've taken up uh to share the stories of what our kin have been going through here since the Sept fell. Uh, I was actually wondering if you had kept in touch with the Sawyers at all. Not often. I, I've heard terrible things about the Sawyers. I've... Oh. Poor Ruth has been hopping between her brother and her sister's homes. Bad shape from everything I've heard. They lost everyone. They're they're the youngest. They're the oldest now, and they have no kids. They, all their families, money wrapped up in foundations and things like that that got pulled away to help the cause, and so they're just kind of, they're kind of destitute. They're in, and they're in the smallest town, and so they have the least amount of opportunities. They don't. They have to drive here to get to Heinrichs's local stores over there are starting to shut down. Yeah, I know the in this part of Minnesota, the you know, the farther out you are, the it's not a, not much around. Well, yeah, I, 
I know that they've had to move their trailer at least twice because the the land that they were on went up in price and rent's been going up in those areas as there's some developments. A lot of the the richer members of the paper mill have been going to their town to build their hiding away from the public houses because they can get everything delivered. And Dimitri will nod and say, well, I, I really appreciate your time and for sharing your story with me and William. As you hear uh, from the kitchen, Dimitri? Yeah? Was it just you and William? Yeah, just just me and Ro- William. Are you sure? No, I, I I think we have some friends coming over to to help us out too. And I'll give William like a a look. Okay. There's one at Noah's house already. Do you know anything about a a Fomori's Bane? I'll look over at, at William and say, did did they say they'd be up over here? I don't recall that. I'll say yeah, sounds. I, I know them. I didn't know they were up. They were up over here. I didn't know you hung out with uh, people that young. Well, Noah's got them there for for dinner. I can drive you over. It's just a couple minutes. Did they say who their names were? They did. Noah Noah just said that they're looking for Fomori's Bane. Real pushy kid too. So it's somebody looking for Fomori's Bane. That's that's they're- what I'm gathering. I mean, I I know Fomori's Bane, but I I don't know anybody that could be looking for them. Aren't as yeah. Eleanor goes, is Noah in danger? And Frank, their daughter? I don't think so, but it'd probably be best if we got there as quickly as possible. Yeah, let's let's go ASAP. As Grant goes, I'll, I'll drive. As he drives you guys over. Meanwhile, on the road in. Yellowstone National Forest. Storm Chaser goes, All right, we need to find a fresh stream, right? Snowmelt, yeah. Well, you know, if we keep on this road, we could get to the western slopes. They usually get more snow, and they usually have a bit more snowmelt. If we were to go to the higher elevations, I think we'd definitely find some sort of glacial stream of some kind. That's what I was thinking. All right, let's let's go. As he starts driving. Uh, anyway, you two, have we put have we you guys put any more thought into how we want to try and tackle that leak? Honestly, I haven't. I've been meditating and thinking upon the coming rites for Cora here. As much as I would like to prepare a fetish, I think that we need to prepare Cora as well. It's true. I'm just. <laughs> I don't want to supersede your your thoughts here, Rhea. It's just this is a very powerful spirit. I fear is in this fetish, and just as much as these rituals must be performed on the fetish, I think maybe some twists of these steps can be taken upon with Cora. Do you understand? I I'm not sure I follow. Well, take polishing the silver, for example. Cora mentioned that the Thurge said that the ancient markings of Fenrir must shine bright. Well, maybe there's some things we can give Cora to meditate upon. Maybe there's things that are bothering her that could affect her will, you know, during the coming rite of cleansing. You uh, know, polish her up. How do you feel about being polished, Cora? Well, I would prefer it be done in a spa, but I think that the idea is... The idea holds merit. 
I think that if we're to purify this this weapon, this wonderful, wonderful tool, then why not its wielder also? Very well. How do you think we could purify you? Do you want to, would you prefer to sit in the stream as well? Endure the cold? As much as as many of our dealings as Garo, it's a spiritual matter at this point. Less of a physical thing. We could, th thoughts I feel that she should meditate upon when she's doing, or rather while I'm doing. Uh, I don't know, Cora, would you like to polish a hammer? Would you like to be the one doing these processes yourself with me as guidance? We mention sitting in the stream. I think that'd be a great test of willpower, for one, because it's rigid. But I also, I, I do believe that it's on me to clean the tarnish from the hammer. That's not your guys' job, it, as harsh as that sounds. Well then, I'm glad you think that. And he'll hand the hammer to Cora, and then he'll reach in his magpie swag, and he'll pull out a rag, and he'll give it to her. And it's just some thoughts to think upon. The war that we fight, we have purpose behind. There's a purpose behind our war. We're gonna, tr I want to see, I want you to meditate upon converging your two hearts into one purpose. Wanton slaughter is chaotic. It's unhonorable and it brings no glory. The preparations that we take for the coming apocalypse, it's purposeful, it's honorable. Slaughter destroys the innocent, but our war defends the innocent. Even the strong and the powerful can be considered innocent in this, and they too need defending. Shine bright like the silver. Stand out and defend them. Remind them of a strength that could be found on all fronts of this war. I will give it some thought while we are on our way to the very, very cold river. You start heading that way, and it takes about a a day of driving just to get through everything. Kyle, as you head to the library to try and educate yourself on some of the broader topics of the Sons of the Flag. Yeah, I want to cover um, some some basics around like ice, deportations, reservations, and like the the various regulations that they deal with the the basics of how the refugee system works like I, and i guess i guess i know enough about law in general that i can probably that one i can probably learn more than the basics about i can dive into i can dive into the law portion of this a little more easily otherwise i want the basics of the incidences that have occurred around these things in the last couple of years okay that's fine. As you, you do that, it's basic Google searching, going through articles after articles, the various horrible policies of the U.S. coming to fruition, especially while you were in Erebus, and just continue on as you find them. And you do find several articles written by a couple members that you had seen in the Sons of the Flag head novel groups and all of their lovely opinions as it were what specific topics does that cover that one will specifically cover uh that one specifically covers immigration and immigration's quote-unquote strain on the nanny state and the welfare state 
caused by the liberal government. Okay. As well as, of course, citing several of the refugee caravans. Okay, yeah, Kyle will just continue to do research about incidences until, like, probably, I guess, until the library closes, and then go back home, rest, and mentally prep for the meeting. Okay. As you do that, and you will be ready the next day. The meeting at is at 10 a.m., so you get up bright and early and head that way. Meanwhile, back in good old Minnesota, you've got Dimitri and William as you get to the house just outside of town where Noah is as Noah opens the door. These the, these the two? And Grant nods. Dimitri, I don't know if you know Noah. And uh, Noah, this is Dimitri's packmate, William. Greetings. Nice to meet you, Noah. Uh, we heard that somebody was looking for Fromori's Bane? Yeah, the kid's in here. As you walk in and you see a young, uh, young, young um, South American youth, maybe 17 or 18, as he looks at you. He has kind of a firm kind of, he has a fairly mature and hardened face for one so young. It's almost off-putting with his eyes. Greetings there. My name's William. Uh, what be your name? My name is Matthias. And I hear you're looking for Fomori's Bane. Uh, why would that be? They are requested at Silver Tara, also known as Avalon. The items upon them, it seems the magic was broken. I have already walked into the lands of chaos and witnessed a totem that should not be. They are required for the end as well as the one that they say who walks with death, and the one who walks through strands, and the one who travels in the unknown places and hides his face behind the guise of man's best friend. That is what the lion told me. Demetri will look over at William and say, I. I've never, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Never heard this story from them before. I didn't know they went to Silver Tara, Avalon. It goes by both names. I have been the ward of the King of the Fianna. And how, how is Fomori's Bane connected to you, Matthias? They saved me from the fate of my kin and have given hope and a spark to rekindle a flame, he says, with a very thick Spanish accent. Uh, could I do a roll to kind of pick up on if he's being truthful? Because Dimitri has never heard this story. Perception, empathy. Here we go. Well, it's hard to tell. You can't tell one way or the other. Dimitri will nod and look over to William and say, I, I think he's telling the truth. We can certainly pass along this information to Fomori's Bane. I don't know how soon we're going to be in communication since none of them seem to really carry technology with them, unlike me. Well, where are they? I can try and start making my way there. I've been traveling across this vast country after a moon bridge to the Hidden Glade. Last we knew, they were in Colorado Springs. But as he looks and goes, excuse me, sir, could you show me a map? As you see Noah's husband nod slowly, looks at you two with a bit of confusion before he brings down 
a map of the U.S. and he goes, Colorado Springs is here. Uh, that's that's all I have. It's it's a bit of a hoof, so it is. But well, from everything I've been told, it's my destiny. Your destiny to pass along this information to Fabori's Bane, or is it just fate has entwined you with them? Yes, I have to walk with the green those who have traveled the green paths. It is said that they will take me to the kingdom of two worlds. So says the great lion. I, I can't say that I under, understood that completely, but if you're willing to wait a day or two or or come with us, and once we're done here, we can take you to Colorado Springs. That sounds acceptable. A, a moon bridge would probably be preferable. Well, unfortunately, the cairn that was here was destroyed a few years back. So we'll be traveling through the um, either through the Umbra or on foot. Very well. I... I could help the best I can. My gifts are limited, unfortunately. I've only been allowed my breed and my auspice gift until I complete my challenge to enter tribe. Enter my tribe. Well, at, at the very least, the farthest we would have to go would be Wisconsin. We know that of a cairn there that give us a moon bridge to Colorado Springs. That will shorten the journey a bit. And William and I are an owl pack. We can carry you through the Umbra. What sept do you hail from? Silvertara. Then let's not dally, and let's finish what we came here. To. We've spoken to the Davies and the Sloan family, so I believe we either need to go and talk to the Sawyers or investigate this paper mill. Well, I I believe if, if Matthias is here on his rite of passage, I think... It would, it would be a great learning opportunity to visit the Sawyers, because we are here to to gather stories from our kinfolk and perhaps help them in any way that we're able to, since they've been isolated and left behind since the Cairn fell. <laughs> so if, if you would like to come with us, Matthias, maybe we can teach you something along the way. I, I would like that. It's been some time, and I'd like to see other Garu. I <laughs> I have to say that the Garu of my previous sept were very intimidating. I think you'll find that a lot of them are, but at least among mine and William's friends, there are some that are more friendly than intimidating. Are, are the friendly ones also all elders? No, not yet. Uh, then it is not quite the same. No, it's not. Noah, it's been... Thank you for your help again. And Grant, as you as well. The offer still stands for the two of you. If... Keep in touch. And I will, I will hand Grant my number at this point. Because I believe I gave it to Noah. Okay. Stay in touch. If you make your decision, Grant, let me know. Whatever you decide, I will respect that. And Demetri will add, after we talk to the Sawyers, we'll come back around to you and Eleanor, and we can talk about uh, bringing Clark into the fold. Okay, if you want. Some folks are just lost. Wish Eleanor could figure that out. Clark has been kind of absorbed by the, the culture there. I don't think he's coming peacefully, personally. At least give him the information. Sure. Let... let if he's making decisions based on ignorance, 
at least with the information given to him, he can make that a well-informed decision. Okay, that's what you think is right. So what are you two doing? I'm thinking we're going to take Matthias and we're going to go see the Sawyers. All right. That'll take most of the day, so you will be able to get there, but you're going to have to probably crash on a yeah, in a nearby hotel before you can find the Sawyers. About an After jumping around town and things like that, it's about an hour and a half drive. And so you do that, you get to a hotel, you all kind of get some rest, and now we go back to the Umbra. All right, we're gonna we're gonna journey toward the abyss, but I'm gonna understand at some point, Keegan, that I'm going to probably either tell those two spirits just to stop, that they don't go any further because they'll be destroyed, um, and then I have a scheme that essentially we would share between the three of us, like an important goal in the spirit of the object, uh-huh. and then Zed would keep going. So I, I'm just saying that now because I just thought about it. I'm like, if we go to the abyss, these things will get wrecked. They will get absolutely destroyed. So. Zeb won't take that much risk. He'll keep his promise, but that's what's going to go okay. through Sean the player as we as we as we go that way. The only lead that we've got. All right, as you go and you start getting closer, the mouse spirit in the spirit of the cup goes. Remember, join requires blood and requires sacrifice. Blood is the spirit of a union. For once you put blood into it you know that you've put your life in the hand of someone else. The other one goes... The path or the cup will likely shine and give you pause, for its beauty is not just in the sense of togetherness, but it shares it on the outside. That beauty might draw other eyes, but there are always multiple paths to the truth. Always select them in wisdom, or it is easy to get tempted with good deeds. For them, this is one quest of mine. The other goal that I have is to shepherd some whose death I'm responsible for, who I will bring beyond the veil to the land where human spirits go. And I share that goal with you two, so it can be heard. And I am kept to that promise. And I'll remember you, Final Pellet, and you, Twisting Flesh, when the story is hopefully told. Thank you, friends. We await the story, and we await your howls. Go forth, kin, and may you cough up the bones of your enemies as well. Zeb will turn and, and, and head further in. Passing through days, you finally see the opening maw, and now you must make a willpower roll Difficulty 12 minus your gnosis. That's enough. You don't... Okay. As you pass through and you start getting to the Great Maw, the Maw opens up as you see multiple pathways leading into the Maw of the Abyss. Some flecked with gold and jewels, some with slight slivers of silver, and the final with chunks of iron. So, Zeb, you look over and you feel the calling of the silver path. He'll shudder a little bit. I have one mechanics question, and that's activating umbral camouflage. Uh-huh. But I have a feeling it doesn't really not going to really do the same thing in a giant aspect of the abyss that spiritually tests travelers. So, uh, you, you can turn it on. 
Um, the choice is always yours. No, no. Zeb will just go in. Zeb, as you step in and you begin moving down, the path winds and shakes, and I will need you to roll briefly a strength athletics as there is a part that gets narrow and you need your handholds to shimmy across. It is diff five for Hamid and Glabro. It is diff seven for Krynos due to weight. So you get more dice, but the difficulty goes up. All right, then. I'll was able to do it in Glabro then. Okay. As you successfully move across, you start hearing something in the back of your mind, and it sounds like a river. As you turn and you see in the depths of the abyss a great river with a beautiful stream, clear and unending. A little bit taken aback. It's still down. I'm still traveling down the path that takes me to the stream. Uh, and... it, the, yeah, the street. No, the stream is like in the core of the abyss. Like you'd have to leap in to get to it. Zeb will stick to the path. Okay. Zeb, as you stick to the path, I do need a perception check. And it is going to be difficulty 10 because it's daytime in the abyss. Great perception alertness. Yes. Okay, great. Well, old Zebulon, you know, ah, the one-eyed man sees nothing or less. As you see almost nothing, as you hear the whisper behind you, or as you hear something whisper behind you, do you worry that their blindness will lead the world to destruction? As your foot slips out from under you, and I need a dex athletics roll to catch the the path before you go tumbling down. Though you can oh, you can use your wings, you will just fall a little bit before you can right yourself. Oh, I gotcha. Difficulty again, please. Diff six. Actually, diff seven because you botched this roll. Ah. Hey. As you slip, you grab you catch just enough as you start swinging back and forth as you look up at the terrifying endless abyss of the sky before you notice that the cliffs around you almost look like the cityscape of Colorado Springs before a great eye opens up in the sky above you, blood dripping down from it as its crimson gaze illuminates the everything around you as you feel heat and cold blistering your skin and hands He'll pull himself back up and look up at that eye just to get the you described it i mean to take it in and shuddering to think that that, that that story is now true uh, he will continue down the path as you continue down the path and it starts getting a bit later little little darker the sky is almost illuminating a little bit thanks to Luna, but everything getting darker as you get to the abyss, it becomes denser. You almost feel the weight of the darkness as you hear something else and you hear almost like ripping and tearing. You hear a familiar voice, though you can't quite place it, screaming out in pain and agony as you hear a guttural, deep and terrible voice going, If you wish to play at being a homage, 
Let me help you. As you hear this horrid, ragged shriek, a tear, and it sounds like something lands by your feet, clacking. Look down, Keegan, you know, stepping back, whatever this thing is. As you step back, there's something, it's too dark to see, you have to pick it up. It's gracing the ground. It almost writhes in the shadows of this place. Pick it up. As you grab, it's wet but solid. As you feel the stickiness of blood upon your hands and you lift it up just enough. Resembling almost the worm in these shadows, or the Garu glyph of worm, it is a ram horn, bloody with chunks of skin hanging off of it, freshly ripped from a skull. I'm playing at nothing. I will continue. What help are you here to offer? The abyss answers you in deafening silence, your voice echoing once before it gets muffled and eaten by the void below and the tarnishing hope above. I'll hang on to this bloody, you know, this bloody horn and continue. You continue down even further, it getting darker and darker and difficult to see. Could I get a dex athletics roll, please, as the path narrows and it is difficult to see. Right, what's the diff on the dex athletic roll? Uh, we're going to go diff eight because of the darkness. Okay. Yep. Not a botch as you can't really get any good grips as you stop and you just hear something in the distance. All right, so yeah, activate. I'll activate Lambent Sight. Okay. If it reveals anything, it might not because it is the abyss. Yeah, it's... It opens up the light like it is that of the full moon, but it's still difficult to see. So you'll need to do the same roll again. Your nerves are a bit shaken, so it is still diff six from the near slip. Gotcha. Hey! You do great. <laughs> you, you're nimble, you're swift as you move along before you see, you, you feel your foot splash sticky blood seeping into your shoes. You see Cora Two Hearts there standing with a hammer, shaking, and the cup floating as if being, as if hanging on the waistband of something, though you can't see it. Turn to Cora. What in guy's name are you doing down here? Welcome! And it vanishes. Shock at a moment when that happens. Double move toward the cup. Again, taking the advice of the spirit that he just got. But, again, he's going to investigate this. Okay. As you reach for the cup, I need you to do perception alertness. And we're going to go diff seven. Your hand passes through the cup, not thinking anything of it. But you feel something. It's odd. A strange sensation. A lurching in your gut. Wind in your hair. Blowing your hair up rather than to the side, your clothes fluttering, and everything growing darker rapidly as you realize there is nothing under your feet and you are in free fall into the abyss. All right. You do have your wings. I do have my wings. I will uh, spend a rage automatically shift to Krenos and attempt to stabilize this free fall. Perfect, roll stamina, diff, uh, diff six, please. Two, right, cool. two successes. Cool. 
two successes. So you take one point of bashing as your wings pull. You feel a couple of ribs get knocked out of place, and you're able to gently float to what appears to be a side of the abyss as you see images of things gazing at you, eyes in all directions, and that same red eye now just hanging overhead. You hear kind of like a grumble, almost from the walls, almost from anything, or almost from everything around you, just terrifying, cold, before you see the eyeless face of your father looking at you and whispering, you must find the door before it's too late. Too late for what? Too late for your challenge. It's already too late for the other. All right, Zeb will speed up. He'll start booking. Zeb starts booking. Meanwhile, back in Colorado Springs, Kyle, you get to the meeting house as you see Spencer going, Hey, man. Hey, Kyle. Glad you could make it, brother. Yeah. Hey, Spencer. It's good to see you again. Yeah. Come on in. You go into the chapter house is full of guys. Most of them, or a good portion of them, still look like the wackadoo LARPers, but a lot more look a bit more serious. You unfortunately recognize several police officers that Stephen had had trouble with in the past, some that you've had trouble with in the past as well. The police chief is here, as well as a member of city council. As they're all talking, laughing, chatting with each other, various kind of like bar pretzels, snacks here. Yeah, man, it's good Good you could get in, you know? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me it. It it means a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of what I've read resonates. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, it should, right? It's the natural thing of things. All these fucking libs trying to overthrow the natural order of things, and they just, they don't get it, man. Humans gotta be dog-eat-dog, and those, those doers are the ones that make it better for everyone else. We just drag them up in the mud, and then they scream and complain because we don't give them a slice of the pie they didn't earn. Uh, I'm gonna activate persuasion. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I see what you're saying. But a lot of what I was reading, it was more about, like, you know, it shouldn't be the government doing those things. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. The government's the one who's coddling everyone. Yeah, I mean coddling, and and the government doesn't, like, you give the government money, and 90% of it goes to the government, and not what you were actually trying to solve, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I see that. I've always just felt, you know, if you were going to help people... And at the same time, kind of help yourself. It makes more, way more sense to do it directly, you know? Why, why go through the government for that? It doesn't make any sense. That's, that's why I'm so against that building they want to build, you know? Like, what, what's it actually going to accomplish? Not much. They're just going to piss away money. All right, could I, uh, what's your uh, charisma expressions? Uh, six. Four successes as he kind of nods and says, yeah, I guess so. I never thought about giving direct money. I always heard that even if you give direct money, that just fosters dependency, right? The, the old thing, you know, oh, give, a, I mean, give a man a fish, you know, teach 100%. him to fish. No, you're, you're 100% right. That's usually how it works if you're just handing people cash. But not just, you know, dependency, but even though cash can... Cash is king, right? That's, that's, what, that's what all of those charities usually say but 
the way you can help people, it's it's a lot easier than that because you help them help themselves, right? Because that's what this group is about. Yeah, you want people to help themselves. That's what it's about. So you just help them do that. You help them get to that point. Like my community helped me. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. As he. Uh, you 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 can tell like the uh, the gift is doing a lot of legwork here. <laughs> As he kind of nods and seems amicable to to what you're what you're saying. Like right over there. That's that's the police chief. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'll be honest. I don't know if he remembers me. We had trouble with each other a while back, not because he was a bad guy, but because he... I was homeless, right? But me staying on the streets didn't help anyone, it made his life harder. But when that community took me and took care of me, helped me start to be able to take care of myself, now I'm not trouble for him anymore. Now he doesn't even need to hear about me, because I'm not making trouble. Okay, I, I think I can get behind that. Oh, hey, hey, Seth, as uh, you see Seth and Dustin show up. Hey, 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 Kyle. As hey, you guys. See you see them all smile. You don't even need the perception empathy to know that they think this is their golden ticket to the VIP club. It's good to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. We're, we were just talking. We think we can get you in on in with Brandon in a couple hours. Whoa, really? Yeah, man. He really wants to talk to you. Okay, sure, yeah, I mean, that that sounds great. I I can't believe you guys are doing that much for me. Thank you. Hey, man, it's all all about the, uh, as one of them kind of smiles and they nudge each other, the community, right? As they give you kind of a pat on the shoulder, give you a friendly nudge. Yeah, and I'm, and I can see the community you're building here. This is, it's really something. Like how that was technically not a lie. You let me up subterfuge a little. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hey, grab some food, man. You don't want to. You don't want to be talking to the boss man hangry, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Thank you. Uh, Kyle will go over to the food and limit himself uh, to like a small snack. Okay. With that, a couple hours pass by before you finally get shushed over as you see a couple of the big guys kind of pat the guys and go, hey, we appreciate you finding him. We'll, we'll take him here, all right? As you're let in and you see Brandon, he's fairly trim. He's got the, the suit that's fairly well-fitted. He's got the slick back, you know, hair with a slight shave on the side well-kept beard. He, he definitely is projecting a demeanor of put-together, clearly like a kind of projection of of um, wealth and status. Kyle, right? Uh, yes, sir. It, it It's a real pleasure to meet you, Mr. Gates. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Please have a seat. Thank you. So... I hear that our organization has really spoken to you and our views on homelessness. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been reading a lot in the head novel group. Um, I, I went to the, the rally, the protest yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really think bootstraps are one of the things we're, we're missing. Excellent. That's good. So, tell me... 
what you'd like to do for the organization. I think I can get you in front of a camera if we can get you to make sure, one, you say the right things, and well, two, we make sure that you couch your language in things to make some of the harsher truths that we keep to ourselves uh, coated in enough honey for the general populace to swallow those pills. Oh, sure, man. I mean, not everyone can handle it when you just say it like it is. I, I, I can't promise that I'm, I'm the best at finding all those words, but so long oh. as I could get some help with it. We've got people. Don't you worry. We've got plenty of people. We can definitely coach you through it. And it might take a couple days, a couple weeks, and we'll start local first. We'll make you say enough truths to really get you sparked on social media. Once you've said enough things, well, then we'll wait for the podcasters to, to talk to you, spread you around, you know. And then there'll be reaction videos of uh, degenerates, and the degenerates will spread your message even further while they try and debunk everything you say while not knowing that all the debunking isn't going to help with really showing people the way. You're just getting it to a larger audience. And then once we got you there, we think we can get you on the national level in a couple months and have you speak real truth to power. Wow, that's... Man, I was just excited to be joining. That's that's really something. What, what we need is we definitely need people from certain demographics to really speak to it. That way, you know, we get all these fucking liberals trying to say that we hate so-and-so, but, you know... What happens? Well, we, you know, I don't mean to sound derogatory, but we dance you in front of its camera. We show you that we've got, we're just as inclusive as them. You know, you've probably been kicked out of so many liberal groups simply because you're a poor homeless guy, but you're a poor homeless guy that made it, right? You played by the rules and you made it in some way. And if we can spread that message, then... All the shit we say, then they know we're not talking about all homeless people, just all the ones that, you know, don't figure their shit out. That's why we have other people from certain demographics. That way they know that we're not saying all, and he uses a racial slur, are bad or against us. We've got two or three who are always on the media cycle, and we make sure that it looks like we're far more diverse than our opponents because, well, we put those voices forward. And we make sure that they're the face of our organization so that more people find us palatable. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I, I think I do. I think I do. So, like, uh, it, you said it could take a couple days, a couple of weeks, right? To, to get, get all the words right and, and to start speaking locally? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what's the, I guess what's the what's the plan? Is it like? So we're gonna we're gonna do a couple things. I wanna I wanna get a sense of your work history first. I, I'm seeing if we can try and get a couple messages in and ways that we can kind of we can both attack our enemy by using one of their policies and one of their supposed moral crusades against them. So have, have you ever been denied service, a job, or whatever because there was someone less qualified, if you know what I'm saying, but who got the job because of government interference? Oh, I see what you're saying. Nah, sorry. I, I've, 
Un unfortunately, I've only been denied two jobs, but the that was because I was homeless. Hmm. What if we tried to spin it that way, though? Yeah, we don't know for a fact that some, you know, family that doesn't belong here, given housing by the government, took a job that you were willing to work simply because the government gave them a house and not you. Yeah, I suppose you could spin it that way. I mean, the problem, though, is that I was I was 17 at the time, so it'd be... It'd so, be pretty difficult to oh, get me a house even, at that time. That's even better, actually. What we can do then is we can spin it that America's youth is being stifled from trying to work and better themselves, but the government has stepped in and is allowing folks who shouldn't be here, who aren't here legally, working jobs that good, fine American teens who have ambition that's good ambition from working we get you in the local news sites we start talking it that way and we couch the language you know you you talk about you you would couch it with look i understand that these people were just looking for a better life but the government is trying to prevent us from working these jobs and they are and this is the key word you got to use replace us with those who would vote for their policies rather than people who want to make something of their lives who are here already. You know, it's interesting that you say that, like bring people in to agree with their policies. Have you ever considered trying to do the same thing? I don't, I don't necessarily mean like refugees, right? I mean, like people like me, people, uh, people, the system failed in some way. People, People who are scared or worried or hurt about what's going on right now, but don't know what any of the solutions might be, right? So, like, for me, what finally got me out of the rut I was in was that community that I found. They gave me a place to stay, gave me a place to get on my feet, and then made me realize, like, the government wasn't really doing all that much for me. They were the ones who really helped me out. I think if... If this group could do things like that, you'd have a lot more people like me on your side. It wouldn't just be, you know, me. I just wouldn't be anything special. All right, we're going to do that roll. That's actually going to be diff nine, even with the persuasion. Uh, <laughs> but you can spend willpower. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely going to spend three successes as he goes. OK. So do some community programs, look for some homeless people who can help directly. Let's see and that. And make a big deal about it being directly. Sure, PR, I get it. That's that's smart. Real smart. Uh, do you have any one in mind? Preferably of the, uh, the Anglo-Saxon persuasion. Well, I guess we could find... I'd like most of them to be that. And if we, you know, sprinkle a bit of seasoning here and there to get folks on our side it won't spoil the dish they're fairly intermingled though the whitest population is out of downtown is that is the one that is the most heavily policed and so the police tend to go easier on that group when they're white and not so much when they're anyone else okay so if I can think of a group that is pushing the boundary of what he's asking for, still still there, but 
So probably not the sole downtown group, but if I can think of that, I would I would choose that one. Okay. So you do you do think of one that is definitely more uh, ethnically and racially diverse than downtown, though still, you know, quote unquote enough for Brandon here as he goes, okay, I I think we can start doing that. We It'll take a couple days, but we will certainly look into it and start working that. I like your thinking, and the fact that you're putting out ideas already while we're coaching you for the news circuit is good. We can even put you, say that we used your expert opinions to, your expert opinions to guide, guide this to help and show that, you know, all it takes is some people finding others willing to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy to be part of it. Thank you, Mr. Gates. Sure, sure thing, kid. Uh, let's talk tomorrow. I'd like to get more ideas out of you, I think. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll think on it then. Perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll think about the things that would have, would have convinced me when I was there. Excellent. That sounds good. Thank you. All right, meanwhile, back in Minnesota, you have, of course, Dimitri, William, and Matthias heading over as you've been given the address to both Russell and Linda's. They're separate homes. They're little shacked up trailers at different corners of this very small town. Okay. Which one are you going to first? And these would be people that know Dimitri, or at least have met him once or twice. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's go with. I'm think. Let, let's go with. Uh. Let's go with Russell. R- yeah. Russell. Russell. Yeah. As you knock on the door, you get a. You you find out that Russell is not here. He seems to be at work. All right. Let's go to Linda. As you get to. Linda's and she opens the door and she goes, Dimitri? Yeah, in the flesh. Um, hey. Hey, shh, if you don't mind, look, be a little quiet. Ruth is, Ruth is asleep in the, the, the guest room. She makes kind of air quotes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is, uh, these are my friends, William and Matthias. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you probably know what happened a few years back. Yeah, Ruth was there. Yeah, I was back in town. I'm doing some work for the family. I, you know, I was wondering if you know you had a few minutes to talk. I kind of yeah. wanted to check in with everybody, how everybody's doing, and see what we can do to help. Okay, come on in. Come on in. She says softly, and sits down on the couch. So. Caught me on a day off, which is good. I have to drive a bit to get to Heinrichs, but second best place to work. Yeah, we tried to get to to Russell. Um, where is he working at? Don't don't visit Russell, Dim. Don't don't r- visit Russell, Dimitri. He's he works at the mill. By choice or by ignorance? Choice. Are they doing something over at the mill? Do you suspect something? No, he just, he works the paper mill. We we still talk. We both trade Ruth while she has her panic attacks and is sometimes 
bums money off of either of us to try and pay for her prescriptions because she runs out. Uh, Russell just, Russell's bitter. He, he curses dad, he curses the whole family, he curses that side of us. He doesn't want any part of it anymore. And he doesn't care that they killed everyone because in his eyes, and in his eyes, you guys are the ones who took all the money. You guys made us so reliant on you and that everything collapsed, nothing. So he works there. He says it's fine. He says it's a normal paper mill. Well, part of the reason why we're here is that we want to give back to the kin, especially you and everyone here after the Sept fell to give back and to provide for you. It's unfortunate what happened to Ruth and my heart goes out to her. I have a business in Colorado Springs and I am offering you and maybe Russell, if Russell's amenable to it, to come and live in Colorado Springs with the family, but we can provide for you just as much as you provided for us. I'm, I'm good to go. I, I have no, I can sell this fucking thing, hopefully. You know, dry, try and get it across cross country if I have to. But yeah, I think anything for Ruth is better than this. She's constantly reminded, as you do hear kind of a scream and a cold snap back to reality as she you hear her screaming, Dad, no! And then just soft weeping in the next room. I, I gotta take this. Of course, go ahead. Did I get a perception empathy from the both of you? Perfect. Dimitri, you got two successes. William, you got two successes. You both notice that Matthias looks a little uneasy. Oh, while um, Linda is taking care of Ruth, uh, Dimitri's gonna look over to Matthias and see that he's a little uneased and ask, what's on your mind, Matthias? Because when I was, uh, when I was found by Fomori's Bane, the Karen I was at was attacked and fell. I never went back to the town of my parents or the people there, so I'm worried that this is the life for some of them. I, my father and mother were callow, obviously. Otherwise, my journey in life would have been much different. Yeah, it's, it's possible it could very much be that way uh, we the garu rely on the kinfolk for so much we we ask them to do so much for us and in our fight against the worm me and, nods. me and william and our alpha uh, zebulon you'll probably meet him soon where we want to try and change that it's the least we can do because, as you've seen already, we we have taken almost everything from the kin. We ask everything from them, and we give our the nation gives nothing in return. Matthias gives a nod. William, you notice that Matthias is certainly he's trying to be subtle about it, but he's trying he's definitely closer to Dimitri physically and has a slight lean away from you. Is there something else on your mind, Matthias? It, I don't mean... I don't want to be rude. I, I'm sorry if uh, I'm giving off something. 
Well, out with it. You're, you say you don't want to be rude, but by not talking and airing out grievances, we can't proceed further and... I am not a fan of cockroach. And your reason? When I was picked up, one of your brood tried to force me into your tribe to stop the resurrection of my tribe. As the resurrection you see him, of the... Yeah, he, his, his eyes widen and he covers his mouth slightly. Well, know that I am not them, and they are not a reflection of cockroach. He nods, but you definitely see that it's a once-bit, twice-shy sort of acknowledgement. I'm sure you're aware that every tribe has their different thoughts and feelings, and within each tribe, each individual has their own thoughts and feelings on topics. Sure. So you have nothing to you have nothing to fear from me. I know that in my mind, but well, spiders crawling on his eyes makes me think that I am not too eager to place my hand my my safety in the hands of another glasswalker, at least for some time. I'm sorry. That is fine. You're allowed to have those emotions. As Linda comes back, she's she's finally quieted down. Linda, if you can bring Ruth with you, I'm sure we'll be able to provide better care and treatments for her as well. Oh, thank. Oh, thank the mother. Oh, so... the, the price of, of the cost of living is higher in Colorado Springs, but we'll be able to support you. I just it, uh, almost almost three years of just the nightmares, the screaming. She whispers details about people dying that I knew. I'm just it's, so tired. I understand. It it took me some time to to deal with my own wounds from that ordeal. But we only ask that you bear it a little longer and then hopefully we can we can help shoulder the burden. He nods. I think you sh- I still don't think you should tell Russell. I'm and terrified that he would reveal you to that company. And if he did that, you would have to kill him. And I'm just so tired of family members dying. I just wish I want that to go away. I don't want that to happen again. We will take your concern under consideration, but I feel that people's choices due to ignorance is not there is not a choice worth making. They need to have the whole truth, and only then can they make their truth whole. She just sighs and shrugs. Well, well, we will discuss it amongst each other, but if we do tell Russell what he chooses to do with the information is up to him. We're, we're probably only going to be staying for a few more days, so even if he does reveal us, we won't be around. She nods. Meanwhile, in the Rocky Mountains, Western Slope, the area has gotten quite green as you have all pulled off onto a hiking trail. As Mark, I will need a stamina roll, diff seven, and Cora, diff six as you're going up the mountain. It's a good long jaunt. So Mark, you're, you take one point of bashing damage as you're just really out of breath. You're moving towards the stream. 
Uh, Storm Chaser slows down as he kind of catches up with you and goes, we're almost there, friend. I did want to talk briefly about another fetish idea I had, though. And I thought you might be the one to do it. Oh, of course. Uh, what is it? Well, I was thinking wind chimes, actually. Imbue, take spirits of storms and imbue them into wind chimes. Then when creatures of the worm come near any home of our kin, it, the wind chimes make the sound of thunder and lightning. I like this idea. Could scare off bad spirits from our kin, leave them more protected, definitely. Especially and inform them when to leave or run. Exactly. It could also help... Hmm, just the thought, it could also help uh, detect creatures of the worms in the skies. Exactly. Hmm, interesting. I have a few ideas myself for some fetishes, but uh, if we have, we're all so close to the right right now. There's some things I'd like to discuss with you for the final part. Oh, excellent. I would love to hear them. Fetish creation has just always been an interest of mine. I just always found it fascinating, despite my auspice. Oh, of course, definitely. And auspice doesn't necessarily entail personality. I mean, and he'll kind of whisper it, maybe hoping Korra won't hear it. Take Two Hearts, for example. Very passionate warrior, fiery upon the battlefield. I've witnessed it myself, but she has a heart softer than mud sometimes. As he smiles, I'll hear your secret safe with, my, with me. As you guys get to the area, there's some snowpack still, and it is melting, and there is a nice stream. Or as you have uh, polished the hammer to the best of your ability. Awesome, possum. All right, now, th this process calls for the hammer to be in the moving stream in the current. I think maybe you should stand there as well. I know it seems a little cliche. No, I've heard some Haman movies have their monks standing underneath waterfalls. But I guess in this case, ponder upon the tempering effects of the cold water. Take the hammer. It has seen fire, it has been emulate, emulated in slaughter. We must cool it, we must temper it, we must ease it to calm it. It's time to ease and calm you, Cora Two Hearts, Rhea. Ponder upon singular purposes. Focus. You could focus on the singular purpose of slaying Gaia's enemies, or sharing of the compassion of your fellow god. Compassion means a shared suffering. So, just like the boulder takes upon the burden of the cold, in the freezing, in the chill, in the river, in the stream, take the burden of knowing that your nation suffers, but remain steadfast, just like the boulder. Suffer like the boulder, frigid and cracked, but come out tempered and cool. A rage and fury made stronger, but a will denser with purpose and cause. Cora you got three days. <laughs> you got three days. In the face of a speech like that, Cora's like, Cora has nothing to add. But, yep. Okay. So, let's do a stamina roll. First day will be diff six. Diff six, okay. And we're doing this in Hamid form, right? Because that's the only fair way. Because the yep. boulder is naked and sure. Cora is, should be too. <laughs> or not the boulder, the hammer. So, you succeed... 
but you hold it. It'll. You, it is getting cold though. And mm-hmm. that night, you do hear a wolf howl in the distance. It's fairly far. It's very difficult to determine the direction. And more importantly, wolves aren't known for this part of the state. What is it saying? Uh, it's just a. It's just a hunting howl. Oh, okay. But okay. The next day is going to be diff seven as your body is starting to shake up and hurt from the cold. All right, so you succeed. And the last one is diff eight. All right, you succeeded, no damage taken. As you start to temper yourself with the hammer. Now, meanwhile, back in the Umbrit Zeb, it's been days. I'm I'm gonna stop, Zeb will stop running. Uh Uh-huh. Just as a, and I'll, I'll say something if this affects anything that you do. He'll kind of shout out into the abyss. I won't be goaded by a scared old man that was too afraid to do anything and die. And I know what that sign is. And he'll kind of compose himself uh, looking at these glyphs on the wall. And, and like, I mean, stick to the path. Clearly, he's going to keep going. All but right. he will regain his composure. As you say, at, at, once you've regained your composure, you say, I know what this sign is. You see your mother in your face, and she's looking you right in the eyes. The only thing that has any illumination, this dark and terrible place. And she goes, do you? As you hear your father behind you, uh, blood leaking from the sockets, going, do you? You see the silhouette of something, blood dripping off the side of its face, familiar voice just outside of memory. Do you? You hear someone else. Do you? Oh, a woman's voice, once again familiar but distant, before you start hearing a medis cub crying, screaming out, Do you? Do you? Do you? With the baby crying in the background and the great eye burning brighter and brighter and brighter until you find yourself in a cave with cracks that lead out of the abyss. I know the pain I've caused and the fear that I've let ruled me and the wrongs I've done and try to make his way out. Okay, you start to try and push through, shimmy through the cracks. Meanwhile, back in Minnesota, you're- Minnesota, oh yeah, for sure. Oh yes, Don't you know? Oh Oh, yeah, don't you know? Gonna get some good hot dish. Oh, I don't care about them hunters, just a bunch of hosers. As you get to the paper mill, I'm guessing, yes? Or are you going to try and talk to Russell when he comes back? I kind of wanted to talk to Dimitri on our way to the paper mill, if possible. So that way we can kind of have, we can actually discuss how we want to approach Russell, if we even approach Russell. Dimitri, I, this is your rank challenge, your quest, as you want to call it. So I'm going to let you make the the final choice, but I would like to possibly discuss approaching Russell before or after we investigate the paper mill, so we would have some more information. Do you even think it is something we even should do, approaching Russell, letting him know what happened, the after effects, and giving him the full story? to let him make his decision. I think it's the very least 
that we can do. The, the Where the paper mill was built is very close to, if not on top of the former part of the cairn. Now, back when I was when I was found by Fomori's Bane and and back when I was found by Fomori's Bane after the attack, we made sure that the heart of the cairn would not be abused by the worm. And I'm I am glad that we succeeded in that at least but while we did leave with some of the kin we left others behind and they have suffered for the last three almost four years hearing nothing from us no one came back for them and i know that if i was in that position alone for four years knowing nothing thinking that all of my family and friends that were Garu were either dead or gone or had abandoned me, I would at least want the choice to come back. And that's why I think it's important that we tell Russell and maybe also bring Clark into it, into the fold as well. Give them the choice that if I had died in that attack, that they would have never gotten otherwise. Then it seems we are on the same path. I say we investigate the paper mill, and then we can bring the rest of the kin into the fold and let them make their decision. And Dimitri will nod. Yeah, we should we should investigate the paper mill. I don't think we'll find anything unusual, but I think it is best to know the full extent of the damage that's been done here. As you start heading towards the paper mill. There is a visitor's parking lot, though all the parking lots do have gates and guards and are wrapped in uh, metal fencing due to the sheer amount of chemicals and such that are required. As you see, only two or three cars likely new hires or people who want to get hired and are job interviewing for the mill in the visitors and then you see a rather full employees parking lot right next to it also guarded key card entrance or having to go through a guard gatehouse if your identification card hasn't been, hasn't arrived yet okay we'll walk up to the guard outpost for the visitors lot Okay. As he looks you up and down, can I help you? Yes. Uh, me, my friend and I, Dimitri and William, are looking to do a report on this town. We're two budding journalists from a college, and we were hoping to get in and you know, do a, a bit of interviews with some of the workers and some of the managers. You have because an appointment. This, this, we we don't. Make an appointment. This, is there any way we can, you know, talk to somebody? Because this is a, a college paper that was kind of thrown at us last minute. So we really only have about two weeks. And I know the paper mill has been doing a lot for this town here. So we really wanted to try and shine a, a good light on 
the the work and the economy that the paper mill has kind of brought to the town. Grabs and puts a card there. That's secretary. You can call him. Okay, will do. Thank you. I'll pull out my phone and dial the number. Hi, Goodhouse International Paper Mill. Hello, my name's William. I'm trying to, I guess, set up an appointment to talk to some managers and maybe do some interviews. Uh, my, I've, with my uh, classmate Dimitri, and we're kind of trying to do some journalism work as we're budding journalists with a college around here. And okay. I would like to activate persuasion as well. Okay, activate persuasion. You got zero successes. Too Woo. many ones. So, so would it be possible? To- you could still do. You could still try and convince her. It's just that your difficulty is not going down. Right, I understand. So, so would it be your- possible to talk to somebody today? I'm, we're already out here at the guardhouse. The guard was very adamant about not letting us in unless we had an appointment. I'm sorry, um, not today. We I might be able to squeeze you in uh, in two days. That's when we have low low meetings and we can open things up a little more for you. Is that that all right, Mr. You said William? Correct. It would be much more beneficial for us to be able to get a very good idea of the day-to-day activities instead of not necessarily on a low low day. But like an well, average work day. Sure, but what we need then is we can get you in the next day to see an average work day. But if you want to do any interviews, sir, we're going to have to make sure that you come in on a day that everyone's not booked with meetings. And then on top of that, we do have to get you personal protection equipment and make sure that you're registered with security. And we have you sign a waiver due to the chemicals and some of the dangers of the mill which means that what we would like to do is have you do your image your interviews in the office portion where ppp is not required and then once you've done your interviews we can get you to sign several waivers so that you can of course look at the day-to-day work we can go ahead and sign all of those paperwork right now since we're already here at the gate we can do the we sir, can get screened sorry. by security no we, it's we just need that... someone with security with you i i understand that you're here sir but maybe you should have planned things better you're in college it the the assignment was only given to us a couple days ago so we're already having to travel all the way out here it would just mean the world to us so that way we can actually start our journalism career they only yeah. gave us about two weeks notice. We still have to write the whole paperwork after getting everything done. So the sooner the better would be great. And I know, yeah. again, your your paper mill has done wonders for this town. And that's what we want to do is we want to try and look into that and provide that to the town and everyone else around it. I'm sorry, sir. Just you can round roll charisma expressions it was going to be difficulty 10. <laughs> i've got three dice yeah i, have, I have no expressions uh, um could i could i have them squeeze in uh to do the role and just be like um no he just failed oh, okay okay <laughs> he's uh, the all the explaining so yeah he was she's he like was really sir, talking I sir i'm be- trying to give you the best times available this week i understand that you're under deadline which is why i said two weeks or two days and not two weeks 
Uh, I am trying to help out. I believe education is important. Good House International believes in education. We work with many reputable and local newspapers with the paper that we provide and the books that we provide journalists for their memoirs. So please, sir, I am very busy. So I would suggest taking the two days or you can try and find somewhere else to do your reports, young man. I appreciate that you are giving us the two days instead of two weeks. So we will take the two days. Thank you, sir. Uh, as she gets your full names and then gives you a time, she's like 8 a.m. would be best. That's when security comes in. That's when we can start getting people through and we can get you getting some paperwork signed, some NDAs for certain things such mm -hmm. as chemicals, things like that. So perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too as you hear the click, as you just see the security guard just completely zoned out, unimpressed. He is clearly here for a paycheck. And Demetra will pat William on the, on the shoulder and be like, sounds like it went great, let's go. As we walk away, um, out of earshot from everyone, I wanna make that known. Yeah. Dim, do you wanna try and get a, a look, a first look before we can get in officially? Or do you wanna wait? What do you mean by that? Like, sneaking in? Do I have to spell it out? Yes! Uh, don't! Mm. Well, if he's... Oh, this, what? This way they're not telling us what we what they want us to hear. That's a good point. Yeah, let's do it. And we will see how they sneak in next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you in that next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye!